Welcome, everybody, to Dear Asian Americans. Given all that is going on in the world, uh, we wanted to take a pause from what we normally do on the show, uh, which is to share the immigrant origin stories, our identity journey and evolution into what we are doing for a living and in our passions uh, within our community to really highlight those of us in our community who have taken it upon themselves to go beyond the call of duty and in whatever way, shape, or form uh, that makes sense for them and in the situation uh, that they are in uh, to bring a little bit of positivity to the world. So I wanted to take this week, um, hopefully it is not many weeks, um, but we are starting today here on March 16th. I am your host of the show, Jerry Wan, and I really genuinely thank you for taking the time to tune in. Um, whether you are going about your daily work life, whether you are listening to this in the car or at home, working from home, um, thank you. If you are um, out there still working because you have to, thank you. By now, we hope that you have listened to experts, doctors, public health officials, politicians, your friends, your parents, anybody who is urging you to stay home. It's not about you, regardless of what age, what condition you are in right now. This thing is something we've never experienced before, so we have to do something that we've never done before, which is to stay the hell home if you can. For the people, our police, fire, medical people who have no choice but to go to work so that we can save as many lives. If not for you, do it for them. So on, on that note, what you'll hear from me in the coming days are, uh, frankly, I think, more uh, authentic conversations with friends in our community uh, who have, in their own way, as I mentioned, um, have decided to be a human being foremost and to give a little bit of themselves um, a little bit of their work, their product, their expertise, whatever it may be. So if you are listening to this and you are one of those people, please reach out. I would love to talk to you. If you know of somebody within your community, you know, we are hearing stories all over the place of restaurants giving away food, making deliveries for um, our older community members and our grandparents who cannot get out themselves. Um, coaches and fitness instructors and DJs hosting all sorts of amazing digital events. Please let me know. I, I want to share it out with the world. Um, we will get through this together. Um, today, on our on our first edition of the Helpers series of the Asian Americans, I want to welcome my friend John Lim. John Lim is the founder of a game that you may have played called Asian Flush, which is a fun drinking game. John, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, thank you for having me, Jerry. Um, I really appreciate you reaching out, and you know, it's my honor to come in and and share my story a little bit. So let's uh, before we get to uh, the game and um, sort of what you're doing in light of all the all the recent activity, um, share with us a little bit about you, man. Where are you from? What did you do before all this? Yeah, so I'm a 25 year old Korean American entrepreneur, born and raised in Maryland to two South Korean immigrants. They moved over in about the 80s. They met in New York. Actually, I always thought it was such an interesting story about how they met. They were put together by a matchmaker. And I remember my dad would drive down from New York to Maryland to see my mom every Sunday after church. And then within, I think it was like eight weeks, they decided they wanted to get married. 
he got deported back to Korea and then came back. But and then, you know, now we, I guess, have the classic happy American dream story of them owning, you know, a restaurant in Baltimore and kind of putting me and my sisters through school. And then, you know, after that, after school, I got into, uh, I went to Korea, taught English for about a year. Um, but I'd always had a passion for entrepreneurship. And so at that time, started to put the you know, foundation for my own business in. I was doing uh, video production, and I would sell that as a service to businesses to help them grow. have done freelance marketing consulting following that for about three years, and then finally decided to start my own brand and, and try my hand at that. And, and thankfully, it's been a pretty successful year so far. So tell me more about that brand. I, I alluded to it earlier. Product name has the word Asian in it. Yes. And for those of you listening, it's not Asian. It's A-Z-N the way that our old school people like me used to spell it back when we had AOL. And, you know, when we used to type uh, alternate uppercase, lowercase. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, when, when, when life was a lot easier and when life seemed now infinitely better and more carefree. Tell me about the journey of landing on a brand and a product that you felt that you'd be best to execute. Yeah, um, it was an interesting process because uh, for the most part, it was my belief and even people around me that, hey, it wasn't going to work out. It's a dumb card game and that's kind of the the atmosphere that I was in. But I still had a belief for it. Um, obviously, you know, we're kind of having a moment right now. I mean, I know K-pop had a little bit of a moment like before, but now with, you know, BTS has really taken it to a whole nother level. And then also just Asians in Hollywood. Obviously, we have Crazy Rich Asians, which now has culminated in Parasite being so successful. And now Train to Puzan, the second version, the sequel is going to have US release, which is so amazing. Um, so it just felt like the right time to create something for us at the end of the day. I always found most board games pretty unrelatable. Um, even if you think about like when you played life as a kid, almost none of those things really did that. Did it, was it relevant to anyone else? I mean, I, I didn't think it was really that relevant to those same exact thoughts, John, are the reason why I started an Asian American podcast, because yeah. I think when we hear the term general market, it's code for something else. Right. So, so I, I think for those of us who've had a unique upbringing, particularly, you know, whether you're Asian, black, brown, anything other than what, you know, marketers would call general market or mainstream marketing. Yeah, it, it does require and that nuance of, I used to get asked a lot, like, how could you not know that TV show? Didn't you watch it growing up? And I said, no, dude, I moved here when I was eight. Yeah. You know, so. No, I had that with um, with cable. Everyone, we, we never had cable. We just had the, the old fashioned antenna. So like people would talk about like Rugrats and I don't even know the names of the shows I missed, but I grew up watching like Friends and stuff, stuff that was on, uh, you know, the major the free networks, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, I always had that disconnect with people over over media. So how did you get over that most entrepreneurs have experience and never actually goes away is the naysayers and th there I say, well-intentioned folks, right? Like, I'm only saying this because I care about you, but I don't think it's going to work, dude. Yeah, I think for the same reasons my, my mom would tell me not to do it. Um, yeah, I inherited that from her too. I was, you know, she's stubborn, I'm stubborn. So it's, it was one of those things where like, you know what, actually, you know, I love and respect you, mom, but this is something that I really feel like I have to do. Um, and I think that comes from my upbringing. So, you know, I think uh, tragedy really does shape and form people into 
well, you, you know, your life's marked by tragedies, but my, my dad ended up passing away super early um, when I was 13 years old. And I felt like I went through like my midlife crisis then because I just was thinking like, well, what does it really mean to die? And that really, that thought, I was obsessed with that thought for, I don't know, it must have been seven, eight years. till so I like could really fully grasp what that meant. But um, for the most part, it, it kind of just put this fire in me to say, you know, if one day I'm going to die. I got to, you know, try and do the things that, I've always wanted to like, let's, let's make this life that I have right now. Awesome. That's, that's kind of the way I, I approach everything. Hey, John, thank you for sharing that. I know it's not easy to talk about tragedies and um, particularly your father, even more so on, on a podcast that is, is rather wide and, and, and public. So I, I really appreciate you for doing that. And I think it's especially relevant now. Yeah. Um, we are thinking about death in a different way. I, I do agree with you that I think once you accept the fact that you're going to die, then you start to live life differently. So that must have been a bit of a, a different, I guess, experience in, in helping your mom and your your siblings go through this as a teenager and in your adolescent years. Did you then have a little bit more of clarity on what you wanted to do growing up? And I'll frame the context and, you know, the, the stereotypes I, I find fascinating of if your mom could pick your career, what would you be today versus what you're doing now? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we probably miss 95% of that overlap. <laughs> right. Yeah. So w- was there, you know, still a little bit of pressure of, hey, you know, this is what you still should do? I mean, and, and tell me a little bit more about, you know, how she views your profession today, which and I, I don't know how she would have reacted to that. So my mom was always very entrepreneurial. Um, you kind of just have to be crafty when you don't have a college degree in this country when you move over. While she would have preferred to have me follow my sister's example, she ended up becoming a doctor. I ended up learning from you know my mom's passion for her business and just seeing the way that she treated her customers and the way she was able to really put us in a situation that we could all go to school and, and be comfortable. And so nowadays, I think she looks back and particularly with what's going on now. And um, I, th- I, th- I think she's proud of me. I mean, now it's kind of odd now because she does work for Asian Flush, um, which has been such a blessing because she's able to stay at home and be with my sister's kids. Um, Wait, she works for the brand? Yeah, yeah. She's our, our warehouse manager. She handpacks every single game and ships it out to everybody. And and as a result, she doesn't have to go work at the restaurant she used to. Honestly, she she gets more out of it than I do <laughs> with the brand. That is awesome, dude. I, I had no idea. So you went through a, a difficult time eventually leading you to make a silly drinking game called Asian Flush. Yes. And, and now at the end of it, you are now able to not only support yourself, but to provide your mom a better life. Yeah. Isn't that no, that's the, that's the goal. That's, that's I, I, about. man, that, that is, hey, for all the entrepreneurs out there, hire moms, man. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but put her on payroll. I don't, you know, there, there's gotta be a way for us to, uh, really, really cool. Um, yeah. so let, let's talk a little bit about, uh, the product, you know, before the last few weeks of mm-hmm. what's the game about. And I am most curiously about your R and D process. 
Yeah, so the game, it's each pack is 110 cards, more or less. We've had some you know, expansion packs with different people, and they've had more or less, but 110 is the base amount. And it kind of just explores the subtleties of being Asian American. Um, there's a card in the deck that says, if you're two white for Asians, but two Asians for whites, take seven sips. And to me, that really symbolizes just having this third culture that's in between being Asian and in between being American and how that kind of, you know, shapes our everyday existence. And I like to explore like the little things. I like to explore, you know, having the stinky lunch at at school. I like to explore, you know, your mom saying, hey, did you gain weight? But then two minutes later, like trying to feed you all the food in the world. <laughs> um, little things yeah. like that, stuff that we take for granted. And I also like to try and make some sort of point. Like one, I know one of the cards is, ways that Asian parents show they love you for me, which mm. was like, if I liked a, a snack, she would bring back like the Costco wholesale version of it. <laughs> <laughs> that was just her way. So she, true, man. Yeah. So true. And so the game's full of that. It's all relatable, true. And while you're having fun, you're, and sometimes we laugh at each other. Um, a lot of it's about laughing with each other too. Great. Um, so something that I have, you know, paid special attention to and was extremely mindful of in, in creating this show, you know, with, with a very big, broad name like Asian Americans was, how do we make sure everybody feels included? Mm-hmm. Because depending on what map you look at, there's anywhere between 30-something and almost, you know, 50-something countries that are technically in Asia. Language, religion, customs, so different. How did you manage to strike a balance where you found a product that would be widely relatable. Yeah, I mean it is something that we are still trying to do better. Um just because it is quite hard to try and make something that rings true for everybody. Um there are significant differences I've learned through this game in particular even between different types of Asian people. I mean I knew there were but I just didn't realize what that actually looked like on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Um so look, you know, I take my customer feedback very seriously. You know, I, I get to meet a lot of a lot of people. Thank, thankfully, to the game spread, I, you know, there are a lot of people that are out there looking out looking out for us and and wanting us to release better content and for them too. And so it looks like just having honest conversations about what people think about the game, you know, playing it with them and and thinking about ways to slowly improve it over time. At first, when we first launched, it was honestly a shot in the dark, but. After its success, I do feel a responsibility and obligation to make these future packs better and and have them ring more true for more people. I I am going through a parallel experience, and that's sort of the plan here too, right? Like Mm -hmm. realizing I I knew it was going to be a challenge, and I think I I have thought about and um, hopefully, you know, the the idea of this show evolves into uh, smaller, more niche-based shows, if you will, that speak Mm -hmm. to a very specific or a unique experiences that you know, depending on how you came to this country, right? So some of our parents came here on our free will. Many of our parents did not. Even how you came here, you know, we we talk about the immigrant experience when we talk about Asian American stuff so much that we neglect the refugee population. We neglect the adoption population because they certainly had no choice in coming here. No, we did not come here because there was opportunity. We came here to survive. So I, I think it makes for a fascinating discussion, and, and I am, you know, so glad to hear that you are continuing to evolve um, and, and listen to customer feedback, John. This is this is amazing. So, 
Let's talk about now, man. Absolutely. What did you decide to do and how did you come to that decision? Yeah. So over the weekend, I've just been thinking, you know, I feel again, a responsibility and obligation to do what I can with this platform that I feel really has been gifted to me. I even I know there's a lot of hard work and I'm not giving myself enough credit, but I do really feel lucky that Asian Flush is in the position that it's in. I will always try it, whether it's Asian Flush or even just myself to give back. I think that's really important. Maybe I'm maybe that's just how I was raised, but I really feel an obligation to help people out if 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 possible. So it looked like last week, you know, I, I was trying to, what I was trying to do is try to increase foot traffic to these local stores. But as the news has developed, well, now we're, okay, let's stay inside. Um, and I realized there, you know, when you stay inside and everything's being canceled, you need something to do for fun. Like no matter what, even in times like this, it's still important to have something to do that you can you know, enjoy. So I decided to create a social distancing pack, um, which was a 50 card pack. And all about just various things that we're doing that are much different. Like I started to realize like there's these little jokes that were coming up. Like I noticed people were doing elbow bumps instead of shaking hands. We've got, everyone's got that one friend who's sharing all of the coronavirus news, like constantly. Like You might be that friend <laughs> in your neighborhood, <laughs> but everyone's got that friend. So I wrote, I made some cards about that and you know, there's a bunch of other ones, but you know, these some of these topics were coming up. So I decided to make it. And then we decided to do a digital download because it needed to come out now. We can't wait for it to get manufactured. So, right. you know, I spent the Saturday writing it, released it later that day, um, selling it for two ninety nine with all proceeds going to help the elderly who are getting impacted by this the most. How has the reaction been? It's been amazing. Um, I've been lucky to meet people through the business or just the experience of running this business over the past year. And they've they've been helpful. They've posted about it. They've shared it. And they've just been such strong supporters. I can't thank them enough. So I'm going to shout them out directly. Ty Tran at Asians Never Die posted for us. There's another page growing up, Viet. They they posted for us too. Um, but it's the, the response has been crazy. We've been getting so many um, notes from people, even people that are on the front lines. There was a a girl, Alyssa, or woman, Alyssa, and she works for Meals on Wheels. And mm-hmm. she was saying that a lot of her, the people that she's supporting are wor- like really worried about where their next meals are going to come. And, you know, everyone's out there stocking up on toilet paper, and but no one's really looking out for those people. Um, so getting a, that note from her just um, really reminded me why we do it. So, you know, it, yeah, the response has been crazy. And, you know, obviously, you know, this is kind of how we are doing this now. So, uh, the amount of uh, digital community that many of us are building, you know, maybe it is a culmination of a lot of different things, but um, I'm excited for, I think, you know, given all the the stuff that we are going through now this week and, and hopefully not for too long, but I, I really am and grateful for people like you, people like Ty, a lot of people to shout out who, who are, you know, doing our best to have created communities and, and things that, um, you know, help us become more human in times like this, even since Saturday, since you created this. And I think it's going to be a growing change across the country and perhaps across the world of guidance on even smaller gatherings. So is this something that friends need to cuddle around a cuddle, uh, huddle around a living room (laughs) table or a dining table and play together? Or, you know, is it something that can be done 
uh, via Zoom and, and digitally. Yeah. And I guess that's a weird way to play a drinking game, but um, given given what we're going through, uh, maybe not so crazy. Yeah, you know what? I always imagined, even with just the regular game, that it was something that you would play in person. But we have long distance relationship couples. We have families that are you know overseas, and actually a lot of people play this game through FaceTime. Because um, there's no direct gameplay related. You just have to read what's on the card uh-huh. um, and play that way. Most of them are pretty easy. There's no like chess pieces that you have to move physically. It's all can be read. So, And, and even some of it involves storytelling and, and whatnot. So it, it absolutely can be played uh, online. What, what, a, what an interesting time we're going through. And I, I am glad to have found you, John. I had started following you on Instagram a few weeks ago with hopes mm-hmm. of having you on as a, a normal platform guest. And as soon as I saw the news that you share, that you created this new mm-hmm. product to help, you know, help people. I, I don't know, man. It's just, even if it's just 30 minutes of an excuse to see friends digitally. Um, right. And then there are, you know, uh, apartments or houses of friends who are bunkered down. And um, perhaps this encourages a, a different conversation. You know, the the expansion pack, it sounds like it is not necessarily an Asian American thing, but something that is applicable broadly across so many people that um, this is a time where I think, where I hope that when we look back at it in history, that really shifts our conversation on what it means to be a citizen of the world, you know, peeling away every single identity, man-generated identity that has caused much division in the world prior to all this happening. And I'm grateful for you, man. It, it's it's oh, exciting. It's it's exciting, man. Um, as as a you know fellow Asian American dude on his own entrepreneurial uh, pursuits, it is really exciting to see, particularly younger folks, younger brothers, jump mm-hmm. on the train earlier. I worked for other people for a very long time, and I went to grad school and worked for other people for even a little bit longer than that too. So you know, it's been a process, and I think. When we come to the question of once, I think step one is to realize that there are things that are uh, necessary or needed within our community that only we can do. And those are culture specific storytelling things like this podcast or John's Mm -hmm. game. And then two, which takes people uh, varying degrees of time, even decades, is to finally come to the realization it's got to be us because we're going to be the best at telling our stories, you know, with the nuances yeah. of the interactions with our um, loving and very well-intentioned mothers who <laughs> might say funny things or, you know, um, you know, your, your, your story about the snacks, man. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, or, you know, um, once they have an idea you like something, then that's the only thing, you know? <laughs> you know, you like a brand of a shirt and the next time she goes to the mall, she brings back three and you're like, oh, try all these. And, and, you know, I, I think it's really exciting. And, you know, particularly for me as, as a dad of two myself now, it's you start to realize a lot of those things that uh, you didn't before. And and so as, as we go through this uh, thing called life together and um, knowing that better days are ahead in the long run and that we will become all better for it, I, I am grateful for you, John. Um, I, I know we've taken a bit of a pivot with this uh, format um, mm-hmm. But I still do want to end our show together uh, the way that I've ended our other shows, which is to go back to the theme of the show, Dear Asian Americans. It's a theme that I came up with because 
I think we needed to talk to each other more, to write each other letters to help support, uh, celebrate, and inspire each other. So uh, help us close out the show and finish this letter. Dear Asian Americans. Wow, put me on the spot. Um, Dear Asian Americans, uh, I hope you're out there. Um, You know, just I hope you're able to go to sleep at night and, and be happy and okay with that. Hope you wake up in the morning feeling refreshed and ready to go. Um, hope you can, you know, forgive your parents for, you know, I, I get, I've heard that, you know, that there are some legitimate traumas that have been caused by them, but they've, they only were out of love and to, um, you know, give you the, 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 the best opportunity for you to succeed. At least that's how they intended to do it. Um, and I hope you spend the time to get to know, your parents as people, not just as your parents, especially as we get older. And um, remember to always give back, uh, whether it's to Asian community or to, to you know, people more broadly, especially especially nowadays. I have a feeling we're going to need it. So, yeah. Also, uh, yeah, thank, thanks, Jerry. Thank you for having me on this. Um, I've heard my first podcast. I don't know if you could tell. <laughs> no, no, no. You, 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 are, you are a natural, John. And I think, look, I, I think... Part of what brings me so joy is for uh, moments like this. Fun fact, I've actually never been a guest on a podcast, and I've now produced <laughs> somewhere north of 70 shows in total. Um, yeah. So one one of the biggest aha moments for me in creating this was not only are there not enough Asian Americans in the host chair of podcast, there is a alarming lack of representation of people who look and sound like us in the guest chair. The fact that I, you know, through this um, medium and opportunity can give so many people their first opportunity to showcase the work that they've done and to celebrate it and, and to, you know, to the best of our ability to throw all the support we can at it. That's, uh, that's something I'm happy to have, uh, you know, my kids and, and my family know and, and remember me by. So, yeah, man, it's, it's fun. You're, you're doing even a more amazing job by, by creating a game that while in fun and jest and, and jovial brings us and encourages conversation about our, our um, generally shared experiences. And if not, there's shit. And if those aren't shared an opportunity for us to learn about our friends and family members that uh, we otherwise would not have. And you hired your mom, which is, yeah. that is, <laughs> wow. The tables have turned. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know where we can go to learn more about you, learn more about Asian Flush, and uh, to get the new expansion pack. Yes. So if you go to AsianFlush.com, um, that's A-Z-N-F-L-U-S-H.com, um, you can see all of our current packs. You can see the social distancing pack. Um, if you sign up for our newsletter there, you'll get news about all the new things that we uh, release, and um, you'll get you'll get to see when we do finally donate the money, which I'm really excited to do. Um, and I'm, I'm going through the process of researching where we donate that money very carefully now. Um, if you want more behind the scenes looks, you can follow me at Where's John Gone or at Asian Flush Game. And um, yeah, those are the those are the main ones. Awesome, man. Hey, I want to thank you again. Um, we turned around this from, hey, I got a crazy idea to recording um, in record time. So um, I, I want to thank you for your energy and your excitement here as well. Yeah, it's, it's been awesome. Uh, let's do it again sometime.
Hey, um, when when this all settles, um, I look forward to playing Asian flush in person with you and drinking you under the table. <laughs> all right, challenge accepted. Let, 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 let's hope that day comes sooner than than later for a lot of us, John. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Everybody, thanks for listening to this special edition, helpers edition of the Asian Americans. I hope that you are safe. I hope you continue to take precautions. Stay inside. Text your friends. Uh, call your friends. Call your family members. And especially if you have a doctor, nurse, pharmacist, police officer, fire person, EMT professional, politicians, anybody in your network who is working right now, because of us and to keep us safer, to keep us the safest that we possibly can. They need our support. They need our love. We hope that we can go back to some sort of normalcy as soon as we can. Um, but in the meantime, I am going to do my damn best to try to share as many of these positive helping stories in our community and beyond as, as much as I can. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining us today. Let me know if you want to come on the show, if um, others want to come on the show. Please, if you found John's his, um, if you found John's story entertaining, helpful, um, or anything, and if you have a couple friends who you think would like to hear it, um, share it with them. Uh, the podcast is available across all the platforms. Go visit John's game. Um, support him. None of the expansion pack money is going into his pocket. It's all going to a great cause. Uh, we need more people like John in our community. So I want to thank him again. Come back tomorrow. Uh, come back every day this week on the 16th. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Stay safe. We will get through this together. And dear Asian Americans, I will see you next time.